Hello, this is your official podcast, The Talks at the Cross, our Bible session. We're very happy to be able to uh, come at you again. We continue to ask you to pray. We ask you to continue to like, share, and invite your friends and family. These Bible sessions are with uh, the intention of being able to uh, edify and bless those who like to hear the Word of God. And today's topic is a topic that I believe uh, is very needed in this time and age that we live. And the topic we're going to be talking about is about God restoring our joy. With that being said, uh, there is a possibility in the Word of God and the, the word joy is mentioned 93 times in the Old Testament. So it is a proven fact that uh, joy can and uh, can be lost and needs to be restored. There's many things that can cause our joy to diminish. There are many things that can cause our joy uh, not to be at the level where God wants it. It's interesting to find out that not too long ago, uh, Jeffrey Sachs, the director of the Earth Institute at Columbia University, he published what they call the World Happiness Report. And one of the entries, interesting finds was that the United States being one of the world's uh, economically richest countries in the universe, and the United States being a country that has so many land of opportunity, so many blessings to be able to be part or live in this country. Yet, when it came to happiness, of all the countries that they did this research, they found out that the United States came in at number 15 on the happiness scale. And it shocked many people because the level of happiness that uh, had been going down and been going down. And I dare to say the report has not come out for this year yet, but I dare to say that it, it probably has gone down even worse now with just the pandemic that we have are experiencing and the war in Ukraine and other factors I believe also contribute. But most of all, today, what we want to specify and try to get in is to what the Word of God talks about, how to restore the joy that God wants every believer to have. And one of the things that I want you to understand, that there is a difference between joy and happiness. So many people have made the confusion of thinking that happiness is joy and that joy is happiness. And even though they might seem similar, a happiness can be applied to the external emotion. Uh, you can be happy and uh, show it externally. But joy is more of an internal factor that stays, is permanent. It is something that is uh, God-given that can last for a long time. Now the question is, does a Christian, does a human being need joy to be able to survive, to exist? Well, it is a proven fact that God has hardwired us, every human being, every Christian, to be able to experience the joy that he wants us to experience in life. And we see the psalmist is the one that mentions joy uh, more times in the Old Testament than any of the writers. And he is a, a, a writer that expressed in the poetic form the need of every human being having joy in their lives. In Psalms 51, 12, he cries out to God and says, restore to me the joy of your salvation 
and uphold uh, me with a willing spirit. And this is the psalmist in Psalm 51, verse 12, uh, inquiring, requesting God to restore. So joy is something that God can restore. I don't know if you remember uh, that God can cause our heart to smile, even though things on the outside seem to be falling apart. That is the power of internal joy. And one of the things that I want you to remember is that when you first accepted Christ as your personal savior and you started this relationship with God, I, I can assure you that all of us experienced the abundance of joy in our life. Our sins were forgiven and we realized that we had found what salvation is all about. And that joy uh, sometimes can be lost because of circumstances, of events in our lives, and different factors that sometimes rob us of this joy that the Lord wants us to have. And we go a little bit deeper. So uh, I want to talk to you about these 10 principles about uh, how we can walk in joy, how we can uh, live in joy. God wants all of us to be able to experience the joy in our lives on a daily basis. So remember, joy is something God can restore. We find that in Psalms uh, 51, 12. Number two, joy is found in God's presence. That is a key. Number two is a very powerful principle. And we see in Psalms 16, 11, once again, the psalmist says, you make known to me the path of life. In your presence, there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. And I, I want that, that phrase, fullness of joy, is a complete joy. That's the, the, the word that I'm telling you that is totally different than just happiness. It's not just an external expression, but it is internal. It's fullness of joy. So joy is found when we come into the presence of God. And if you lack joy, it is something very important that you understand that is because you don't we don't spend enough time in God's presence and you know it's so important the psalmist said in Psalms 100 he goes into his gates with thanksgiving and it says consider his incredible kindness celebrate how great and powerful God is and you will experience his joy so we see once again that uh, the psalmist is reminding us that we need to experience this joy that God has hardwired us as believers and as uh, his children to be able to experience. A, a person without joy is a bitter person. A person without joy is an unhappy person. A, a person without the joy of the Lord is a person that doesn't really have an active uh, faith with God because uh, he is hurt or whatever circumstances has robbed him of the joy of the Lord in his life. So remember, uh, number two, joy is found in God's presence. Number three, uh, we see that uh, the Bible tells us clearly in Psalms 97, 11, light shines on the godly and joy on those who uh, hear, hears our, our hearts are in light. And once again, let me read that in Psalms 97, light shines on the godly and joy on those whose hearts are right. What does that mean? Ecclesiastes says that God gives wisdom and knowledge and joy to those who please him. In other words, 
If we talked about being in the presence of God and experiencing joy, and then we see that joy is also the result of obeying His Word and, uh, and walking in that righteousness. And you know, this is where I, I want to uh, state this with all due respect. There is so many people confused about the true significance of joy. And, and you know, a lot of people seek for happiness and miss the mark because they don't really find joy. They might find happiness for a while, they might find happiness for a period, but then they lose it because they have not experienced the true joy that God has promised to them. And I, I, I think if you uh, have un, uh, unaddressed sin in your life, unconfessed sin, that is why it's so important that we confess our sins on a daily basis. And he is on a daily basis. The Bible says that he is faithful and just to forgive us and we confess it. So confession is part also of uh, the result of bringing back joy to your life. Number four is something that I really uh, enjoy because the Bible tells us in Psalms 119, uh, 111, says your statutes are my heritage forever. They are the joy of my heart. Think about that. There is joy, joy is found in, in delighting in God's word. Once again, we go in order for us to be able to restore the joy that God wants us to have. We need to delight ourselves in God's word. And so many people, like I say, uh, are confused because they think that the emotion of happiness is joy. But when you start to dig in a little deeper and you start to understand that, you know, the message is clear that God it, it, it wants us to understand that when we uh, it, uh, we receive the word as our heritage, it is forever. It says joy of my heart. In other words, it, it brings to us an inherit inheritance of something spiritual and profound and internal. So one of the things I want you to say that uh, even uh, some people uh, wish they had a rich uncle or rich aunt and they would leave them a, a huge inheritance. But once again, we find out that honestly, the best kind of inheritance can bring a, that kind of inheritance, a monetary or materialistic inheritance will bring temporary happiness. But the Bible says an inheritance from the Lord is better than gold, diamonds, or rubies. And it has been uh, passed down to you. When we see the Bible as a treasure, we have inherited invariably the richest uh, value of joy. And this is something that we, we need to understand this, that there is joy in the Word of God. And that is a delighting in the Word of God. Number four uh, is that one, but number five is the result of speaking wisdom. In, in Proverbs 15, 23, it says, to make an apt answer is joy to a man, and a word in a season, how good it is. So important that when our words are filled with wisdom, it produces joy in people's lives. At, at the beginning, it might be uh, painful, it might cause pain, it, must, it might cause hurt, but when we understand that the word uh, is what brings uh, the result of, of receiving the word, when it is spoken, it brings wisdom to us. And that's part of also having that internal joy that I'm talking about. And, and it's so important that we, we start to understand that uh, joy also produces what we call righteous hope. 
in Proverbs 10, 28, the hope of the righteousness brings joy. What is hope? For the Christian, uh, hope is the anticipation that God will do something good. God has done good to us through his son and, and he will continue to do good in more ways that we can develop. And we, we need to understand that God's goodness in our life, this is what brings joy to our lives. Once again, we're speaking about how restoring the joy of the Lord in our lives. Now, this number six, like I say, is joy is reproduced by this uh, hope, this righteous hope that brings joy to us. Number seven, uh, also joy is found in answer prayer. I believe one of the greatest things is when we acknowledge that we have asked God for something and God has answered us, That's, that brings uh, an eternal joy, knowing that God loves us, that God's grace, we might not deserve uh, the things that we're asking for, but it brings so much joy when we, when we understand and we acknowledge and it produces gratitude, it humbles us. In John 16, 24, it says, until now you have asked nothing in my name, ask and you will receive for your joy will may, may be full God desires for our joy to be full that's the fullness of joy that we talked before so it's so important that we start to understand that answer prayer brings joy but you can't answer, have answer prayer if you don't pray a lot of people say well you know I, I, I don't want to bother God with this but you know believe it or not God is interested even in the smallest request you might have. And, and you know, you won't, when joy comes, when God answers that prayer, and it's not always a big thing, it's not always a material thing, sometimes it's a small thing, and that's what brings uh, a lot of joy to you when answer prayer comes. So remember that, the making time to pray is a key to making room for joy. And once again, let me repeat this phrase. Making time to pray is a key of making room for joy. And I'm not talking, uh, you know, a posture of just praying or kneeling. I'm talking about a relationship of prayer with God, that internal communication, that daily communication with God that produces and restores joy to our lives. Uh, now, I, I like Romans, uh, Galatians and Paul's epistles because he always remind us that joy is produced by the Holy Spirit. As a matter of fact, in Galatians 5.22, he says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy. In Galatians 5.25, says we live by the Spirit, let us also step with the Spirit or, or walk in the Spirit. Hope is anticipation that God will do something good. Now, Remember, joy is produced by the Holy Spirit in our lives. So our, the measure of the Spirit working in our life is what produces joy, that internal joy, that lasting joy that we all need, especially in this uh, season that the world is going through with so much chaos, so much pain, so much anguish, and so much situations that we wish we could change, so much hurt, so much uh, di disappointment. And, and you know, sometimes, uh, we as Christians uh, see the things that we wish we could change, but we can't. But this is where hope in the joy that God gives us, that no matter what we see or we experience, we can still trust God to restore that joy that He wants us, that fullness of joy that He wants us to have. 
Now, somebody that does not experience this naturally becomes bitter, naturally becomes, uh, uh, drifts away from God because he feels that God is at fault for all his pain and his anguish. And a lot of times it's not about the pain or anguish, it's about understanding and that God wants us and he has created us to be, and like I said, he hardwired us to experience the fullness of joy in our lives. And, and like I say, and I explained at the beginning, that big difference between happiness and joy should inspire us to really go deep and understand what joy is in our life. Number nine, I, I, I like this because it, once again, the Apostle Paul uh, kind of gives us a, a pattern. He draws uh, a picture of what uh, joy produces in a person's life. And it says, joy fills our heart as we remember the good things God has done to the people he has placed in our lives how God has placed those people that have brought joy. And, and you know, it says uh, in Philippians 1, verse 3 to verse 5, I thank for you every time I think of you and every time I pray for you all. I pray with joy because of the way which you have helped me in the work of the gospel from the very first day until now. Paul was remembering these uh, collaborators, these supporters, and it brought joy. It is good when you have people that are sincere to support the work of God. And you know, it, it is so profound when you start to understand that without joy, you are not complete. So you need the joy of the Lord in your life to be able to understand that in order for you to live in fullness of life, you, you also need to have fullness of joy and to have a complete balanced life. Now, one of the last things that I want to dwell a little bit more, like I say, uh, number 10, joy comes when we trust the Lord. Now think about that. In Psalms uh, 40, verse 4, it says, Oh, the joys of those who trust in the Lord. Let me repeat that. Psalms 44 says, uh, verse 4 of chapter 40, or Psalm 40, it, it says, Oh, the joys of those who trust the Lord. The psalmist is, is looking and saying, you know, those people that, I really trust the Lord have come to understand what the fullness of joy is in life. And we were created to be worshipers, to be praisers, to praise our God. And, and you know, sometimes placing our trust in God will bring joy when we totally commit our hearts to God and say, no matter what, and I'm not talking about, uh, you know, the fanatical uh, point of view where, you know, you have to do this and not do that. And dress this way and talk this way. I'm talking about the relationship of you trusting to God and saying, you know, God, uh, I might not be perfect. I, I am a sinner, but God, I, I want to trust you. I want to love you. I want to have this experience with you. I want this joy to be in my heart. I, I want this joy to be in my spirit. I, I want to be able, no matter what I'm going through, to trust in you so I can have that fullness of joy. And that, you know, sometimes, when we put our trust in God, is that we have God who loves us more than we can imagine, more than we can deserve. That's that grace. That's an unmerited favor of God. That is more powerful than we can even understand. Our mind, our finite mind cannot understand that the love of God goes beyond our faults and mistakes. And that brings joy to our hearts saying, my God, my Father, my heavenly Father loves me. No matter uh, what, the devil will accuse you. He's an accuser. The devil will condemn you. The devil will try to destroy you. But the joy of the Lord is what brings that trust 
to God and say, you know, God, I, I've done you wrong, but you have always done me right. I, I drifted away, but you have always called me with strings of love, as his word says. So once again, we're talking about our topic today is having God restore our joy. And I'm talking about that fullness of joy. And we said, uh, number one, we said that joy is something that God can restore. Number two, we said that joy is found in God's presence. Number three, joy is the result of righteousness. And number four, we said that joy is found in delighting in God's word. Number five, we say joy is the result of speaking wisdom. Think about that. Number five, joy is the result of speaking wisdom. There's so much foolishness out there. So much things that are said through the social medias and through other. I, I have dared to say that the more you listen to people, you will find out that there are some people out there really uh, don't know what they're talking about. Their relationship with God is based on words. They don't understand the true essence of having a God that loves us so much that he, the Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. For what? So who, whoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. God did not send his son to condemn us, but to save us. And this is where I, the enemy has deceived. So many people have lost the focus on the true essence of the gospel, of the joy of the Lord, of the fullness of the joy of the Lord in our lives. You know, you can be happy, like I say, without, you know, like I, this report uh, said that some of the poorest country, you will find the happiest people in the world. Why? Because majority, and that's another factor they found out, the majority of the people that they did this research, they did this investigation, were Christian. In other words, they had a relationship with Jesus Christ all over. And, and notice that I said, from all over the world, uh, they found out that a lot of people that did not have so much material things, but they had this joy, they had this peace, they had the love of God in their lives. So we said the six, uh, joy produces hope. Joy produces hope. So this is why so many there's so many hopeless people out there because they're not experiencing the fullness of the joy of the Lord. And I felt impressed by God because I see circumstances. I see uh, people in pain. I see people in situations that are hurt, hurtful. And, and you know, it, it is so sad that sometimes we, we need the joy of the Lord to produce that hope in our lives. Number seven, joy is found when God answers our prayer. But in order for you to have an answer prayer, you got to go to him in prayer. Somebody said to me, Pastor, I've been praying. And uh, I asked him, how long? Well, he goes, I, I, I used to pray. And I don't pray no more because God did not answer me. And uh, I, I, after I said, well, brother, I think uh, you have a wrong concept of prayer. And uh, he said, well, I knelt down. They taught me that kneeling down is how you pray to God. And I said, well, that's not the only form of communicating with God. Did you know you can communicate to God with your mind and your heart? Uh, he got quiet on me and he says, well, I really wasn't thinking that way. Because if that's the case, there's so many things that I felt in my heart and God would answer. I said, that's called answer prayer. So remember number seven, Joy is found when God answers our prayers. Number eight, joy is produced by the Holy Spirit. It's part of the fruit of the Spirit. 
So we need the Holy Spirit in our lives to guide us, to produce that joy, that fullness of joy. And the more we understand this, the more our faith grows and we become mature in our relationship with God. We need to understand this. Number nine, I said to you, the joy fills our heart as we remember the good things God has done through his people that he has placed in our lives. You know, sometimes not everybody that's been in our lives have been a blessing or uh, have produced joy. Some have been uh, people that have hurt us, but God always puts somebody that will bring joy to us, that has done us right, that has supported us, that has prayed for us, that has comforted us, and that produces joy. And, and this is something that I said, number 10, and, and I want to come to a close at number 10, joy comes when we trust the Lord. You know, sometimes I, I believe that we lack the fullness of joy because we, we don't have that complete trust in God. We want to help God to do things. We want, uh, sometimes we want to change people. Sometimes it's us that we want to force people to think the way we think. And you know, this is so important that we understand that sometimes joy comes when you say, okay, God, I can't change that person. I can't change that situation, but I'm going to trust you. I'm going to put that person, I'm going to put that situation in your hands. I'm going to trust you, God. And this is where joy starts to come. And like I said, joy brings hope. But one of the other greatest things that joy brings is that sometimes we miss the mark is peace. When you have joy, you have peace. You have peace. You can, uh, it, it, it's like I say, it's internal. Happiness is something external. And sometimes you can also demonstrate uh, sadness externally. But internal joy or the fullness of the joy of the Lord. And this is why that scripture that is so powerful, it says, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Let us go a little deeper. This is why it's so important that we understand the concept of joy. And this is why the psalmist wrote, like I say, almost a hundred times in the Old Testament, that we need God to restore the joy of the Lord in our lives. I want to come to a conclusion by reminding all of you that we need to live a life full of the joy of the Lord. Somebody said, is it possible in the middle of all this chaos, in the middle of all this pain, to have the joy of the Lord? Yes, it is. Because He has promised us. He has promised uh, to be able to give us that joy that will heal us, that joy that will give us the strength to continue, that joy that will give us the strength to praise Him, to worship Him, to give God the glory. No matter if things are not going the way we think they should, we can experience the joy of the Lord by saying, God, I trust you, God. Your the, your joy in my life is what gives me strength. And I encourage you, my brother, my sister, if this word is for somebody that has lost the joy of the Lord and needs God to restore. And if you have it, you will come to sooner or later, you will have to fight for your joy. You will have to pray for your joy. You will have to ask God to deal with wisdom to regain that joy. Life is so hard sometimes. It robs us of the joy of the Lord. This is why we need to delight ourselves in the Word of God. We need to seek the face of God. We need to feel that joy in our lives to be able to uh, give to others the comfort that comes through the joy of the Lord in our lives. May God bless you, reminding you that this is the talk to the cross. Uh, this is Bishop Gilbert Samano. We encourage you to pray for our family, Sister Carmen and all, the Cross Point Church. 
as we continue to praise God, worship God, and remember the joy of the Lord is your strength, is our strength. May God bless you.